tonight and then again tomorrow, we'll spend some time pondering first tonight the address from the Lord's Prayer and then tomorrow night we'll consider the seventh and final petition, Deliver Us From Evil. I'll invite you to read and recite this with me. It's on the screen. Perhaps you know this from memory as well. This is the Lord, the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. Let's say it together. Our Father in heaven, what does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true father and that we are his true children so that we may pray to him as boldly and confidently as dear children ask their dear father. Would you pray with me? Lord God, our heavenly father, you have given us so many good and gracious gifts. You have given us your only Son to death that we might live. You have given your Son and beyond your Son, through your Son, you have given us every other good thing. As we meditate upon the work of your Son on our behalf for us and for our salvation, may our hearts be filled with joy and thanks because of your work for us. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. I have come down by you guys. You're so far away. Lent is, is always a time for storytelling. And I, and I don't mean like the Aesop's fables kind of storytelling where we recount a lot of things. Lent is a time for recounting the life and the death and the suffering and the passion of our Savior Jesus. And, and as I think about that idea that Lent is a time for storytelling, really I think that the life of the Christian church, Christians are really the greatest storytellers there ever have been because we're always telling stories. From the very beginning of following our God, we've been telling stories, the true stories about our God. And the stories always, we can tell them in any number of ways. We, we tell these stories in, simply in the way that we gather for worship. We're, we're beginning tonight what we call in Mount, Mount Lebanon. We don't quite do it the holy traditional way, but we do the best we can. It's called a triduum, a, a three-day service. And we're doing it over four days because we're in, in finishing on Easter Sunday. But the whole idea of the triduum is that from beginning to end, we are telling the story of the day our Savior was betrayed, the day he gave us the supper, the day he suffered and died, the day he rested in the tomb, and the day he rose again from the dead. It's a story from beginning to end. That's why we begin kind of in silence and we end. You'll notice tonight and again tomorrow in our two services that we don't end with a blessing. We won't end with a blessing tonight on purpose because in this three-day service, this triduum, we're telling the story of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the story of our God. It begins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and it ends with the Lord saying, the Lord bless you and keep you in the name of the risen Christ. It's the story of everything from beginning to end in the way that we worship. We find the same kind of thing in the Apostles' Creed. Have you ever noticed that it's the story? Right? It starts in the beginning, right? I believe in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. We, we start there at the very beginning. We think about our God who is the creator. 
And then we think about our God in the second part of the creed. We think about God who is the Redeemer, the Lord of heaven and earth, who, who was Lord of all but made himself servant of all so that he might make everything his servant in the end. He submitted himself even to death itself so that in the end he might submit death to himself. And then he sends, after rising and ascending into heaven, he sends the Holy Spirit to us to forgive our sins daily through the church and to gather the church and finally to raise all people in the last day so that we, together with all of God's people, might be in glory everlasting. It's a story from beginning to end, from the Father's work to the Spirit's resurrection to all of God's people around the throne. It's really the same story that the Scriptures tell from beginning to end, the narrative arc, if you will, of the entire Scriptures. In the beginning, God. Then humankind revolted. And, and really, if you read the rest of the Old Testament, you read the rest of the Scriptures, it's all about man's revolt against the God who created them. It's stubbornness and rebellion. Even the whole reason Jesus is put on the cross is because of revolt and rebellion. But it's the story of the persistent God who refused to quit on mankind, who said, I will pay every price, even the price of my own son's blood, so that all of you might live with me forever. It's a story from Genesis to Revelation that starts with God. You've maybe started to notice a theme as I think about the different ways we can tell the story. It always starts with the Father. Our services begin that way in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Scriptures start that way in the beginning, God. And we always think of God the Father when we read that or say that. And how do our worship services begin? And how, do the script, uh, how does the creed begin? There it is. I believe in God, the Father. So really what I'm, what I'm getting at is the story of everything. We might tell it this way. It's the story of our Father, who is in heaven. What I want to do with you tonight is kind of is try to weave together that first petition, that the address of the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, with whose work everything begins and ends, and, and help you to see how that sto the story that begins with the Father and ends with the Father, we live it out at the table. See, the story of everything, it, it begins at a table that is set and prepared by God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and what did He do? He made all that exists, all that existed, and all that does still exist. And to whom did He give it? To humankind. It's almost as if, in a matter of speaking, God the Father set a table and said to Adam and Eve, here, this is all for you. A, a gift for you to enjoy. Work it, enjoy it. This is for you, that you might serve each other and bring glory to me. And he, even after Adam and Eve rebelled against him, even after Adam and Eve kicked him in the teeth, what did our father do? He, refu he banished them from the garden, but he refused to banish them to hell, saying to the serpent, I will crush your head, and I will redeem this people. 
And our God has set for us at the table the very price by which redemption was won. Our God has set a table for us of his very son's body and blood that was broken and shed for you on the cross. See, this meal tells a story, the story of everything that begins with our Father who sets a table for us of his own son's sacrifice for us. It also tells a story of our need. You don't have to raise your hand, but you can if you want to. How many of you go to dinner if you're not hungry? <laughs> the kids do. <laughs> all right, so that totally, all right, I got to rewrite this part quick. You get the idea. We go to dinner, we go to the dinner table because we're hungry. At least we should, right? Otherwise, otherwise, what do we need the food for? Otherwise, what do we need to go eat and drink for? If we have the sustenance that we need, why would we go? Why would we go if we feel no need? And in fact, I dare to say to you tonight, if, you, if you do not feel the need, then maybe you shouldn't come. Because if you don't see what the need that you have here, then maybe you don't understand what it's all about. Maybe you don't understand what's being given here. Maybe you don't understand why God has set the table. But let me say this to you if you don't feel the need. You have the need, you just don't know it. Because you, like me, we're all cut from the same cloth of Adam and our sinful by nature. Even if we don't realize our sin, you are. Luther says when he, he asks the question, when he talks about examining yourself for communion, he says, if you don't feel the need, at least believe the scriptures that tell you that you have the need. And if you don't believe the scriptures, then pinch yourself. And if it hurts, then you certainly have the need because you are a human being just like me, just like everybody else who's gathered here tonight, a, a sinner who needs what's here. And so we come, right? When we come to the table, sense in the movement here what's happening. The Lord has set a table for us and we come because at this table we have a need and we come because at this table God meets a need. See, again, I won't ask the question because the last time it failed. But who would come to a table that has no food on it? Right? If, 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 if your parents invite you to dinner and, and they say to you, sit down and there's nothing on the table, you would say, but why did I come? Right? So why would we come if there was nothing on the table? We come because we need and we come because there's something on the table. And that something on the table is actually a someone on the table. It's your Savior, Jesus, the one whom your Father in heaven, our Father in heaven, we say that together, whom your Father in heaven, our Father in heaven gave for you. It's his body broken and bound in this meal to the bread. It's his blood that was shed and bound to the wine in this meal so that what you eat is Jesus himself. Do you need forgiveness? It's there. Here in the words that we speak in just a little bit, that this is for you, for the forgiveness of sins. 
And it is not just a reminder that your sins are forgiven. It is actually the forgiving of your sins. When you eat and when you drink by the power of the Spirit, by the power of the body and blood of Jesus joined together with the bread and the wine, your sins are washed away. And so to think of this in a physical way, we come to the table like this, loaded down with the weight of our sins, and we go from the table like this, with the weight of our sins removed by the blood of the Lamb. Do you need assurance that you have the love of God? Then this meal is for you. Because here, your Father in heaven, through the blood of His Son Jesus, assures you that He is your true Father and that you are His true child. Here, He assures you that He will never leave you or forsake you. Here, He seals your lips with His blood, with the blood of His Son, and sends you in peace. Are you weary and heavy laden, as the word says? Are you tired and in need of strength? Here is strength from your God. Here you eat Jesus, his body and his blood. You take it in. And, and I want you to know this, that by, the, by faith, Jesus lives in you. And his spirit comes to you and makes your body his temple. So that now you and I, we do not live by our own strength, but by the strength of God's Spirit and by the strength of His Son who now lives in us. See, dear people of God, here at this table, God meets your need. We come because we have need. We come because God there meets our need, and we go. We go with God's peace behind us and God's mission before us. Remember the words that we say, something like this anyway. Now this body and this blood, it will strengthen you and it will keep you in the true faith until life everlasting. Your sins are forgiven and then depart in peace because you have forgiveness, because you have the assurance of God's love and presence because you have the power of God's Spirit and His Son living inside of you. And, and because you have God's mission. That's why I said we come like this and we go like this. Because we're forgiven and we have in front of us a mission from our God. And that mission is from His Spirit to carry on until what? Until the final wedding feast. When we sit around a table that that table symbolizes, a, a table where all of God's people will sit around and who will be the servant? Our Savior Jesus will wait on us and all of God's people at the heavenly wedding banquet for all eternity. See, the story of everything is told in all kinds of ways in our worship, in the scriptures, in our creeds. And tonight we get to live it out. As you come to the table tonight, you're, you're rehearsing, as it were, recalling and remembering and living out the story of God preparing and us needing, us receiving, and then us going. What are we waiting for?
let's get on with this. Amen.